every single shoot, we have an observometer. We basically, it's either 25, 50, 75, or 100. Okay. Mike and I usually are like, obviously, like 100. Okay, right. We'll dial it back. Yeah, yeah. But um, it is really helpful. So, so 25% is like the lowest we would go because we always need a little bit of absurdity mm-hmm. in what we do. But we're really understanding there that like there's, there's inf- information. This is probably very informative and needs to convert something like that right and then dial it up to 50 i think we're sprinkling in a little bit more there's some probably some solid wardrobe going on 75 you should really be pushing the limits and like props wardrobe even the action and the pose and what they're doing and then at 100 like i'm okay with you not even quite sure understanding it's a sunglasses ad right (laughs) i'm actually like as long as it's hilarious and you are inquisitively like what is going on here yeah pretty weird and funny yeah you'll probably still know it's a sunglasses ad Welcome to the Culture Gooder podcast with Stephen Leese and Sean Tinney. This podcast is a behind-the-shades look at creating and changing culture inside of Gooder sunglasses. You can live with the status quo, you can challenge the status quo, or you can do what we do at Gooder and status the quo challenge. All right, welcome everyone to a special episode of the Culture Gooder podcast. Uh, we are here today with Barrett Bowman, who is the head of content here at Gooder, flock leader of the Department of Dreams, and... Dreamboat Captain. Dreamboat Captain. Love that too. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Brad. So pumped. Thank you. Cool. Well, so you have been at Gooder from day one of photo one, yes? Yeah. Like making any content that was made for maybe the first, what, two, three years? Yeah. I do think technically some of the first photos, like Steven or Carrie took themselves, but we we make sure to wipe those off. Right, right. Yeah, those are are gone. For for all (laughs) intents and purposes, you were were there for the jump. Okay, cool. So uh, what I want to talk about today is, is everything content, right? Like, Gooder has some incredible content. We've we've done we've gone to great lengths to make things as absurd and fun as possible, as inclusive as possible. Uh, and I know that you're a big part of of bringing all that to life. So, uh, just want to kind of cover the range from beginning, uh, just kind of like salad days, getting things started, to you know how we're doing things now, um, and and yeah, cover the gamut. So. What comes to mind for you as you think back on uh, all this amazing content we've made? Yeah, that's such a wow! What a what a long period of time to cover, <laughs> um, and and the amount that's happened. I guess it's it's not that long of time six years or so. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, Carrie and I for the first few years there, like really just a tag team duo, just doing everything um, that we could. And you know, I remember stories from like um, specifically. I was really really excited about the 3D gold stars I made for the Kickstarter video. Uh-huh. To this day, still remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember the Kickstarter video and like how thrilling that was to get that going. I remember being downtown LA with Carrie. We were trying to do, um, I think it was like this Viking-themed shoot, um, and we had ordered a mace on Amazon, and it came, and it was like a real mace. Like... Like a, yeah, not like, like a it plastic. No, it, was, it wasn't like plastic. Someone. And we were yeah. like, oh, I don't know. We're like, <laughs> shouldn't be swinging this around in public. You know what I mean? Like things like that. We're like, we're just trying to make it happen, moving quickly. You know, done is better than perfect. Um, to like even yeah, like when we went to New York City to do some more travel shoots for the first time, but it was still just like Carrie with this like grandma cart like <laughs> stacked above her head of wardrobe and props. Um, while I'm running out in the middle of Times Square taking pictures of. You know the I remember the wa- watermelon pear there. My cat eyes are up here. Oh yeah, <sighs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and then like that's when I think we started to expand the team um, because we started we were continuously growing. Um, but that was probably in like twenty 
17, I think, whenever Brittany started coming in and yeah. saving the day. And then she was calling us dreams. And then we called ourselves the Department of Dreams. And then started to build the team from there um, until, yeah, like slowly but surely added an editor, a producer. We had props and wardrobe full time for a period of time there. Yeah. Um, and we've actually slowly drifted um, off a lot of the art department internal, internal roles and now we've got a team of six of us. Mm -hmm. We have an in-house production studio that we shoot a lot of stuff in. Um, we hire a lot of others in the industry in the city to help us, and we're just still trying to flail around and do everything that Gooder needs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, well. So what you just described is pretty unique, right? We built our own internal content department. Yeah. Most companies probably don't do that. They would hire an agency or. Uh, work with someone to hire other folks. Yeah, it was something I thought about with Stephen for like a while. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, what was the fight? Like, which yeah, direction well, did you want to go? I wanted so you know, like in the beginning, like I had a, a production partner. We had a production company, and like I was trying to go the traditional route and like grow. And like you know, Stephen was really adamant to do it internally. He really wanted to build it in house and maintain a lot of the control. And I'm so grateful. Yeah, that, uh, he stuck his ground is which. We all know, obviously, like, sure. he was smarter than I was. Um, <laughs> had a way better, way better deal, and yeah, and that. So, 2019, early 2019, is when I finally joined like full time with the intention to grow it internally, right? Um, and that was a huge mindset change for me as well. Yeah, but it's really amazing. It's been amazing. Um, I've seen such a different side of how things could work, mm. and one of the most awe inspiring things is really getting to see all the other leaders at this company and the amazing people and the amazing flocks and how every little piece of this needs to come together yeah for the sunglasses to sell and for this company to do well but also for like us to even take pictures well and like um you know we've had a lot of blunders in the past like lear <laughs> learning about how to be an in-house production company well oh yeah well i definitely want to get into some of those uh but first let's just step back and maybe you could share your philosophy as you've approached content for gooder yeah absolutely i mean Starts with fun and authenticity, right? You know, that's at the forefront. Um, but I think, too, really like safety is this thing that's really important, too. Like making people feel comfortable mm -hmm. while they're on set, like making people feel like they can express themselves, be unabashedly themselves, even if it's behind the camera. Yeah. And so that has been, I think, the most like special thing that we've tapped into is realizing that like the environment and the experience of the shoot for the people working on that shoot mm. is crucial. And yeah. if they're having a great time, like usually what you're seeing through that lens, like it's reflecting. Yeah, like, it's real joy. Yeah. They're actually happy. And so typically some of the time, best times I've had on set is usually some of the best yeah. uh, material. Well, I've had the pleasure of being on set with you and I can say for sure you made me feel super relaxed and like we were just laughing back oh. and forth and like, it's like, oh, this is how it happens. Like it's not just, you're not like, Okay, taking pictures now. You're chatting and joking, and then snapping the picture when it's ready. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate when everybody says yes and jumps in too. Yeah. You know, we're like, "Hey, you're going to be Mister Clean today. Mm -hmm. Paper right. towels, baby. Let's yep. go." Right. I'm here for it. <laughs> Dirty Mister Clean. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nice. Um, so, how do you come up with these ideas? Right. All the shoots are pretty wild. What, what's the behind the scenes process like there? So, amazingly, like we're transitioning a lot in the last couple of years. But we have this thing that we talked about. Mike, Eddie would always say, you know, like we're, we're, we used to be a launch brand and now we're going to be a brand brand. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, there was a launch. So everything that we were doing was focused around a pair of sunglasses. What is it? What's the concept? And what we're doing here, there's a concept. Like right. every pair has a very unique name. Yeah. There's sometimes like we used to do like 
pairs of sixes that would come out at a time. So that really helped us guide the creative. Like we would just be like, what are the names? What's the inspo and the theme of these? And that's what this shoot is. Yeah. And we still do that to this mm -hmm. day. But now there's like this entire understanding of years of having this brand and the brand ethos and the brand voice that we now also focus on evergreen stuff. And that's a little more murky. It's like interesting to come up with creative there. Yeah. Um, but usually the four F's start there. Right. You know, Which are, okay, how down. do you talk through those from a content perspective? Yeah. So fun are the people like we will look at that as the anchor of the piece visually, like, and this piece is for people who connect with how fun we are. Right. So really like all the other stuff like doesn't matter as much. It might be important to talk about $25, but like these people care about how fun we are yeah. and the silly names. And you've got fashionable. These people care about the colors, the models, the options, this, you know, matching it with their kits and the amount of variety we have. Sure. And then, yeah, a ton. Yeah, a ton. Like <laughs> yeah. 100 plus SKUs, like whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and then shout out, Greg, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, supply chain. Um, but then we've got functional. And those are the people who really do focus on the no slip, no bounce, all polarized, all fun. Yeah. So, um, well, the all fun part, yeah, that's part of sure. it. But they really are like, hey, when I run, these things don't fall off my face, and all the rest of the stuff, like, cool, you guys are cute and all, but like, they work, right? And so we we do try to make content that focuses to those people, and then we we obviously have the affordable people who right. are like, all that stuff's cool, but they're twenty five dollars. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're cheap. So they're, two you know, lose one, and I'm yeah, not mad. <laughs> uh, that's why I come back. And yeah. so we have content and material that we kind of try to make that focuses for them as well. Mm. So know. every time you approach a shoot, you're thinking through each of those lenses or at this point it's just kind of built in? There's a few lenses. There's that, I think as well. Like what's the purpose? Like we have this ICE, so we, we, we love acronyms. <laughs> yes. Love an acronym. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, or made up words. So ICE is, you know, inform, connect, convert, or entertain. Mm -hmm. um, I think I switched the C's. More like icy. Totally, yeah, like icy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we try to understand like what are we trying to do with this content mm -hmm. as well? Like if, where my dream world is, I wish everything that we could do was the fun entertainment pieces, right? right? We're like, none of the other stuff's got to hit as hard, guys. Like, <laughs> as long as this is fun and entertaining, like, and that is like the smallest amount of what we have typically done mm. because we had a lot of purpose and initiative behind everything we were doing. And like, if you're just making a piece of content for funsies, you know? Yeah. Like, that's hopefully you're doing really well and you've created some space and time to do that. That's mm. what we're trying to do now, mm -hmm. you know? So, when you're creating content, at first, it kind of, it feels like you're just making as much as you could and then whatever other departments, web departments, social would like take what they could from right. what you made, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I know over time that's evolved to more of like an agency mindset thing where like you're you're here to serve each one of those teams uh, as best you can. Yeah, so historically up until a few years ago, yeah, we would like go out and do this shoe and like I would be like this, here you go. Right, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, you want some good stuff in there, yeah. right? and uh, sprinkled through peruse, you know. And then right. they're like, "I'm spending a lot of time perusing. There's a lot of photos." <laughs> so then um, we've made this transition like heavily. It's like really ingrained. We've got a, um, a lot of like production management help and coordinating going on. But really, we're an internal agency for the rest of the company. Mm -hmm. It is quite simple. There's a request form that you can fill out and anybody in the company can do it from any department requesting yeah. us to make content for them for purposes and their needs and like that has been 
really cool. Like at first it was like terrifying to be like, we're going to open the floodgates or just let people ask us for stuff. That's right. crazy. Yeah. You know, but it's been really awesome to see where, where the needs are. Yeah. And then kind of try to investigate with them further, help everybody understand the process as well, you know? Um, and it obviously makes us more efficient. So we're not over delivering or under delivering and we're getting better at it every day. Yeah. So. And as creatives, like it's kind of fun to have someone present you with a challenge, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love that. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. This is our job, you know, like, Honestly, a lot of the times it is like, well, what do we, what do we do? And like, I need an internal training video. Like, oh, great. Well, what's the vibe? Like, what do you want it to? And I always love that investigative process, you know, and then helping them, helping like them find that vision and then show them what they asked for. And like, you know, the flamboyance videos we made recently, I was super pumped about because I was like, oh, okay. And then they get a welcome video and like, okay, cool. Like, we'll just do like puppeteering and stuff, you know? (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, so okay, so the the dreams department is an interactive agency or a content creation agency for the company. If someone's listening uh that they want to work with an agency to create content, like what are the kinds of things they need to think through to be a good client and to get a mm. good product? Oh, I love that. Um purpose of the content that you're needing, like mm-hmm. first and foremost, the why, like who it's for. Um, and a lot of times too, like I think people do know kind of what they want and say all of it, like be as clear and descriptive as possible and be open to being surprised to a new way of do- being shown how to do something mm-hmm. um, or a new way to express what you're trying to express. But I think also don't be afraid to like state what needs to happen. What are the, what are the must haves, you know? Sure. So um, like room for collaboration, don't get so stuck on your vision that you can't see something else that. Yeah, but also don't be like, you know, make us a video. Yeah, right. It's got to be fun. Uh Like, what is it, though? Viral and make it pop. (laughs) I oftentimes assume, like, well, how long is it? Like, you know, all the details possible. Um, And I think as well, for us here, we understand this brand inherently because we're a part of it. Mm -hmm. And we've been a part of creating that voice and vision. So understanding that... um, your agency has a voice and vision and aligning with them so that you're with the right, right people. I think that's really important too. Oh, right. From the jump, even the, from the the, before you start working. Yeah. 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 I mean that vetting process, you know, um, getting along with those people and like being able to like, I don't know, you can hang out with them on the weekends. Like that thing. I think that's really important. Right. So budget lines up, but vibe check. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Vibe check for sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, Okay. So let's talk a little bit about making content under constraints. So right at first, we don't have a lot of money. We got big visions. How do you approach these projects? One of the things that really helps us is that we don't take ourselves too seriously. Uh-huh. And so when you're silly and you don't take yourself so serious and you live in a world of comedy, I think production value actually can stay high with it being low. Yeah. You know, so if you need to make something happen on a boat, like... You know, that could be really difficult if you're trying to be extremely authentic and be like, well, it's got to be on a boat. It's got to be the specific type of boat and blah, blah, blah. But I think if you're not taking yourself so seriously and trying to be creative and simple and Mm -hmm. done is better than perfect, like, you know, early on, I think Stephen just constantly saying that to me um, was really helpful in just getting things to the finish line. And Uh sometimes we would do things cheaper or just like kind of shittier or just whatever. And (laughs) you kind of look at the frame, you're like, that's funny. And also like... Cut, done, right, got it, yeah. you know? Nailed it. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And then there's there's like a midpoint, right? Before 
things are really humming and you've got budget that you can assign a year in advance to something you're yes. like in this middle zone what does that middle tier feel like yeah as opposed to i think that like the being agile thing is really tough so when deciding when to go big like once we are like okay a year long budget has to get spread thin as hell like throughout the year and, and then you have these requests coming in that you don't even know sure. what's going to come in and so i think it's always trying to keep the production value like sort of just the aesthetic of the brand, like being able to kind of do like between two ferns style or something. <laughs> right. It's kind of fun or like just have a little tropical touch and we're good. Um, allows you to kind of just pump things out. Done is better than perfect. And then you're going to run into shoots where you are like, that really matters though. Yeah. Like if we just do that one thing, well, like then it's worth it. And so sometimes picking the thing that you're going to splurge on. Right. Like, you know, it's the couch potato costume, you know. The, <laughs> it's going to tie it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, we're going to kind of ride on that. and Or we're going to spend most of this budget on a slow motion camera that does this, like, higher frame rate because we really want the slow-mo, like, effect. But everything else and all the props are going to be, like, quite cheap and ridiculous. Yeah. We shoot it at the ranch, you know. Or sometimes it's a location. You're like, if we just can pay for this place. yeah. We're there and it does so much for us already that we can we just bring everything else low, keep the crew small, um, you know, and honestly, equipment nowadays, like so cheap and easy to get a hold of and yeah, it does yeah. amazing stuff. So that's not actually the question in my opinion. Like I think a lot of times people get caught up on the equipment. Yeah. Or really it's like cameras are cheap. Like the phones, the phone could crush actually. <laughs> the phone's doing like, great. Yeah. Says, if your yeah. idea is like <laughs> solid. Um, you obviously the lens choices and higher cameras like give you more variability but like you might as well save some of that and get the confetti cannon yeah you know? right mm -hmm. and pay for the people to help you clean it up <laughs> clean up that's don't Important. forget don't, don't forget to clean up the confetti yes right. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget uh, that you have to right always forget yeah um so you also created content tiers right because moving yes. away from constantly doing something for a launch like these this pair is coming out on this time of day and it's got this theme now it's like, well, we have all these pairs. Sometimes we're launching, some we're not. How do you approach uh, that tiering system? That's been so interesting because we've been doing the tiers system for years, mm -hmm. and it's always changing and adapting. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a small amount of tiers, and then at one point we had a bunch, and with this complicated list, and then we're like, that's not helpful, and then we trimmed it back down. Yeah, and then it was always to help us for budgeting for the most part, right? That's why you're bringing it up, but like. Really, we were like focusing on major expenses. So the major expenses are people, mm -hmm. first and foremost, crew size and talent size. And then location is also this other thing that's like really a... a and when you have the movie ranch, like our in-house studio, um, that made it a big difference for us. It was basically either like, either this is on location or it's at the movie ranch. Right. And then we're like, are there people in it or are there not people in it mm -hmm. talent wise? So that's a big jump. Is it just, if it's just Carl, like, you know, we're good to go. We, can do a bunch. we got post. a bunch of Carl's. Yeah. He, ne <laughs> he never gets paid. It's awesome. Exactly. We can just abuse the living hell out of that guy. <laughs> <It's pretty laughs> <perfect>. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also pretty great. He, he, he comes correct. Um, you, know, you always know what to expect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then now we've got probably like eight to nine tiers and, it's an exponential curve, absolutely. The mm -hmm. second you also add another day, 
Yeah, it's a multiplier, right. you know? So if you have a decently sized set and then you're like, oh, we got to do two days, it's just boom, boom. That thing just skyrocketed. Yeah. And so um, I think a lot of what we look at is people and focusing on the people that are helping us and trying to pay fairly and do the right amount of hours for safe working conditions. Right. Yada, yada. And when you do that, you know, you're paying a little, a little more too. And so now I think we really are like talking to creators a lot asking them what they're comfortable with. Can they pull this off for that? Or can we do this a little bit differently so we don't have to go so crazy? And trying to get a lot of shoots off in this smaller range. Yeah. And knowing that if this piece of content, also the where it's going. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is actually like, I got a good story on, on messing this up. Um, <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, so sorcery spectacles okay. is what I remember. This was, this was a series of six pairs of sunglasses that were like magic themed. And we had this like tile house in the hills of LA that we found that was like so cool. It's like this castle. We're like, we're gonna shoot there for like two days. And we had all these casts that we're gonna like making, uh, poking fun at a lot of different magic and stuff. And like, we went for it on this shoot. We did video shoot, um, photo, multiple days of shooting. This yeah. whole thing. It was such a blast. And they sold out of a couple pairs before the content was even. even oh my God. I remember one of the pairs is like super pumped about it. And they're like, yeah, these are sold out. And it was like, we, we had cadenced everything so that all six pairs of sunglasses come out at once, but the content would be staggered and the stuff that was down the runway, like that stuff sold out. And I'm like, what? And they're like, wow, well, we only made like 500 of these. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> and like, guarantee you, I tracked how much sunglasses are being launched with and yeah. things like that from yeah. that point on. Cause we were like, we went through so much and we actually made a lot of mistakes on that shoot. I mean, we like changed the, role of one of the characters and forgot to tell the talent uh-huh. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> yeah he like showed up he was so awesome about it we're like actually you're playing bon jovi today he's like cool <laughs> all right here for it <laughs> i'm wearing this right like yeah. but yeah that was like a huge realization that being being connected with the rest of the company also understanding the launch itself and how many pairs and what that cadence is and what the plan for the internet explorers is and stuff and for activations and for media and understanding that distribution plan yeah. really helps us go like, should we scale this or not? Right. Like, and sometimes you're like, oh, they were going big, but you know, this is still funny and like silly, you know, like um, if it's a promo or something. But when you know it's a media campaign, that's going to be like the awareness campaign. Yeah. You're actually also that I think helps to be like, mm, we should level up. This is evergreen content that's going to last a while and get seen by way more people. So yeah distribution plan for sure we didn't think about that like for a long time the dumping images onto people now we're extremely intertwined and when we see that there's a big distribution plan we're kind of like okay we we should like give it a little extra sauce yeah definitely well i mean i think that's the nature of a fast-growing company right you're you're doing whatever you can uh to get through at first and then you're starting to plug in with more uh, departments and people and understanding, oh, okay, well, we're doing this for this reason. This content is going to live here and there for this long. We have this many pairs of glasses behind this, so we should invest more or less of our energy there. Uh, it's just kind of helped shape your department as we've grown. Yeah, and licensing as well. I oh, think yeah. also you're like, you know, doing a partnership and it's like the best IP. You're like so pumped about it. But actually, some of the best IP you shouldn't touch. <laughs> yeah. Like you shouldn't even get close. They they have a lot of like regular. There's going to be a lot of back and forth. And in fact, if we do something quite simple and let the IP speak for itself, it's it's usually you know 
trying to find a middle ground there. But yeah, we have, we've had stuff in the past. I mean, you know, where we go big on a licensing thing and we're really excited and they're like, yeah, nah. And <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh, they yeah. can do that. Okay, cool, cool. That wasn't they, like you know, a week of our time. This is a right. collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's stick on some of the uh, in the in the interest of owning our mistakes and learning from things. Like, can you just t- give any like foibles, lessons, oh, things yeah. that you wish you could take again? Well, know? one of my Stephen too. I think Mike Eddie feels this way too. One of our favorite spots that we ever did was this bike anthem that we made with Mark's kids. Uh-huh. And it's like a two and a half minute piece. That's a fake docu style character piece on this guy Mark's kids, who's like a fake ambassador for us. Who wears like a disco ball helmet and stuff and sure. like smokes crazy amounts of cigarettes <laughs> and stuff, which like even at that time I was like, What you can't run ads with cigarettes? Like, what? You know? <laughs> it's in every shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's chain smoking <laughs> while he's riding, you know? <laughs> Would have been useful to know. Yeah, yesterday. yeah. We made this like cool, like f- we our own DIY like fan tunnel and stuff. And it was just super funny, but we made a lot of mistakes with that spot because of the length of it, but also like we were going ham on the superflies, like which even were an understandable mistake on the on just making those pairs in the first place. Like right. he's talked endless about that. But then we also were doing this like seventies thing, but it was also a sunglasses launch. So we were just like, what is this? Like <laughs> most people would watch and be like, what was that? It was funny. Mark's kids is funny, but they might not have even actually remembered Gooder at the end of it. Right. You know? Yeah. They were like, that was weird. Was he did he put disco balls in his eyes? <laughs> um so re- realizing that like, oh, like we can put all that effort in and make something that we're really proud of and thinks really funny, but actually just, if it doesn't work for the brand, then like, doesn't then work what? at all. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't right. work at all. So, uh, we, we have this concept of the absurdometer, right? Yes. That would be, maybe you could talk a little bit oh about that. Oh my God. How am I not put, put mentioned the absurdometer? It's the most crucial tool we have. <laughs> um, yeah. Every single shoot, we have an absurdometer. We basically it's either 25, 50, 75, or 100. Okay. Mike and I usually are like, obviously, like 100. Okay, right. we'll dial it back. Yeah, yeah. But um, it is really helpful. So so 25% is like the lowest we would go because we always need a little bit of absurdity mm-hmm. in what we do. But we're really understanding there that like there's, there's inf- information. This is probably very informative and needs to convert or something like that. Right. And then dial it up to 50. I think we're sprinkling in a little bit more. There's some probably some solid wardrobe going on. 75, you should really be pushing the limits and like props, wardrobe, even the action and the pose and what they're doing. And then at 100, like I'm okay with you not even quite sure understanding it's a sunglasses ad. Right. <laughs> I'm actually like, as long as it's hilarious and you are inquisitively like, what is going on here? Yeah. Pretty weird and funny. Yeah, you'll probably still know it's a sunglasses ad, but you know. By now. Yeah, and honestly, like when I talk to other creators, other filmmakers or photographers, I'm always harping on the, um, or or, or focusing on the absurdometer, Mm -hmm. you know, and and trying to be very clear about that. And I know it sounds silly, but actually, you know, it's turned out to be really helpful. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, And it literally may be, the direction is silly. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, Cool, so... We are also really focused on DEI here in general. Can you talk about the way that we've uh, approached recruiting models and talent just over the years and and how that plays into DEI? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, super inspiring um, with what Gooder is like intertwined with what we're trying to do here with DEI. And we've always been really adamant about putting people in front of the lens uh, from a huge array of backgrounds. Mm -hmm. But also, I think behind the lens as well as on our crews 
trying to diversify, but I, I remember the first time I got to direct someone who's deaf and there was no like rhyme or reason or like being like, oh, we needed a deaf person. No, we we're just like this person were, is deaf and they're on the shoot and the translator and stuff. And I remember thinking like, he is listening to me so much better than some people yeah. who I can fully communicate <laughs> yeah. with. Like, and it was so fun and inspiring to be like, this shouldn't get in the way of anything. Yeah. Someone being deaf like is just a part of who they are and it shouldn't stop somebody from thinking, oh, that might be too difficult to work with them. Mm -hmm. um, and we call him back all the time. Awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like I love working with him and like um, it's fun uh, to to do that more and to, you know, work with people who I think a lot of times what we try to do is like, okay, what's the typical casting choice we would make? Let's go in the other direction. Yeah. You know? Um yeah. Just for that sake, too. Mm. I'm, I'm totally okay with making that call and trying to also help people see regular, not just like super chiseled and painted people all right. the time. Yeah. Um, I remember even athletes and runners, like we would get non-runners to do shoots for sure. And they're like, I don't even, like, it's fine. Just throw your arms and, you know, like. <laughs> Is it this? Yeah, like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> that can be a lot more difficult when it comes to talent on camera and lines and delivering mm -hmm. lines, obviously. But even then, I think we're still constantly trying to look at everything. We we have like data tracking to make sure we're we're doing a good spread, and then we also have um, our cast and crew coordinator really trying to make sure the behind the scenes gets like its ample spread as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, not just a bunch of white dudes like me. Right, I know sure. a lot of them. I mean, we are two white dudes. Yeah. Podcasting about this right now, <laughs> but right, but I think yeah. uh, we're doing our best to yeah. to do our part uh, to make it better for everyone. Absolutely, yeah. Being, you know, the the be unabashedly yourself, unless you're an asshole, is so so important to everything that we do. Agreed. Agreed. You know. Um. Well, maybe could you talk a little bit about what it's been like for you to go from being essentially an independent contractor, like you're trying to run your own shop, right, to now. Um, you're running a whole team here. How have you grown as a person, as a leader, just as you've uh, experienced all these shifts throughout the years? Yeah, managing people. <laughs> wow. Like something that I definitely, would, before I did it, was, was like, I'll crush that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, easy. Give me, yeah, yeah, give me that leadership job. Mm -hmm. And now is something that I think is the most challenging thing I've ever done. Um, and shockingly, for me, so more difficult than any of the filmmaking stuff. Mm -hmm. I really did didn't think that was going to be the case, but you realize, you know, like you really care about these people, and you care about the mission and the growth, and so um, you're, you're thinking about it a lot. There's a lot more challenges there, and I remember Stephen one time saying to me, you know, that on a lot of the stuff we do, we can work the midnight oil, mm -hmm. like burn the midnight oil, or like if you got to grind on an edit, you can do that, or stay a little later and like do a walking lunch. Sometimes we don't do that. We don't do the walking lunch. <laughs> but with leadership, like you kind of get moments of opportunity to shine and like do it right mm -hmm. or do the best you can. And then it's gone. And then you have to own your mistakes too and yeah. like keep building. And if you make progress backwards, like, yeah, you, now, now you're building back trust and things. And so it's been insanely inspiring. And also knowing that like, wow, this is just no matter what happens here in our leadership role or in feedback given to me from my leadership, all of it helps me be a better director because 
that's what directing is when you're on set and there's 50 plus people looking at you, yeah, asking you for answers and feedback consistently. Um, I'm always like, oh, this is going to help me be a better creator, um, a better listener, a better client, like all those things. But it is so hard. Um, and learning about the how much time it takes yeah. has been a real challenge. Too. Yeah. What do you think the most valuable shift is that you've experienced personally? Mm, shut, just shut up. <laughs> shut up, dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I, I think... I historically love talking, love being the center of attention. Um, but I think a lot of times when I'm messing up, I'm reacting too early mm. um, or I'm jumping on what I think is the answer or I'm just going, I'm just going, I'm, I have no filter. Like, you know, vulnerability is one of my core values and like kind of just share, share it all. Yeah. Um, but I think that like being more strategic and being a better listener and being calm, taking a backseat have all been like huge, huge key learnings for me that I'm still working on. Yeah. You know, it's a practice. But as I do it, I see the results and I'm like, wow, you know, like or that. Yeah. You know. Amazing. Awesome. Well, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today. Anything you feel like we missed or you want to circle back on? Yeah, I kind of want to tell this story about the snow G. Um, oh, let's hear it. Yeah, because I think it it connects to sort of like this moon moment for me. A moon moment being like we did the whole NASA thing last year, like going to the moon. And so Hannah described a moon moment as like something you remember, this awe-inspiring moment that was like made it all like worth it for you in a yeah. way. Um, and going thinking back to Carrie and I being by ourselves, you know, on the – LA downtown streets swinging a mace around <laughs> and zooming to years, years and years forward in this movie ranch over here, shooting the snow G launch video. And we created an entire winter wonderland in the movie ranch in the middle of the summer to launch a snow goggle. And that sounded like a huge task. Um, I kept the direction quite simple, but worked with, just a bunch of talented people. And everybody came so correct. And I remember being on set that day and watching the fake snowfall mm -hmm. and looking around and being like, I'm almost concerned it looks better, too good. <laughs> yeah. like, way better than I thought. Yeah. I was doing the janky like route of like painted backdrop, kind of like people don't know it's fake. And everybody came so correct and we were having such a good time and things were coming to life and things were being envisioned and the schedule was done right. And like, I just remember being like, this is what this is about. Mm -hmm. Like, and we hit all the notes for marketing too. I remember sometimes you're on set and you're having an amazing time. And then like afterwards they're like, what is this shot? Like, did you get any close-ups? And you're like, okay, I do that better. <laughs> and, but we talked beforehand, like that whole rollout from beginning to end, from pre-production through production to post, like just, just really, I think for me embodied the in-house production company route that we're going is the right route and that all of these connections we have within the company help make such an amazing piece but we're still hiring and working with amazing creators in the industry it was a culmination of everything i love about what i do ah beautiful so well yeah. speaking of that like now uh i believe we're calling it the cove right, you, right. We're, we're opening up a whole new expansion of our production space and capacities yeah yeah and you know i had this note here too on like the scaling part with this company is one of the most challenging things. And like, 
this opening up into a newer expanding studio space, like in another building from here is something that I've kind of been like pipe dreaming for years, yeah. just constantly saying, Hey Steven, you know, you can't, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, now it's happening. It's like, there's a lot of um, amazing opportunity and I'm just so thrilled to be like, wow, we can be five days a week cranking stuff out multiple shoots at a time. And I'm so thrilled for what that can expand for everybody's creativity and not just mine because yeah. another thing is like letting go. Like when you've done a lot of the photo, I mean, for a few years there, like I had a lot of pride and ownership that every single image people were seeing, I hit that shutter. Yeah. And now, dude, I, I, 2% of the pictures yeah. are probably something that have come from me hitting that shutter. Right. A lot of the video stuff, but it's going to continue to happen and letting go. Having a space like The Cove, and the trajectory that we have and all of the amazing people on the team, it, it just makes me so freaking excited to think about like what's going to happen. I'm going to be seeing content now from all of my collaborators that blow me away and inspire me. And I'm like, yeah. oh, get me in there. You know, I want to, I want to make something like that. Yeah. Amazing. It's a positive feedback loop. It's just going to keep growing. Yeah. And then a little bit of that thing too, you're like, that's amazing. Oh man, that's really good. I know. <laughs> I now have to make something that good. So, yeah. Cool. Now I, you know, I know. That's yeah. fun. Like, Half the time I get the feeling like I want to quit when I see something so good. I'm like, God, I could never do that. All right. No, all right. I'll try. Brittany and uh, Duncan and John, like they had all whipped up the promo. The more you buy, the more you get off. Uh -huh. And I remember watching that. I was like, this is funny. This is really <laughs> funny. I kind of wish I made this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah. and then I was like, oh, my team made this. We all made this. Yeah. Oh, Fun how stoked works. either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, there's a lot of exciting things ahead um, and I'm really excited for you, but. Thank you for joining us here today to talk through uh, everything we've got so far. Dude, thanks for inviting me. Wow. Of course, man. You know. Prime guest. <laughs> <laughs> I figured he just wouldn't mind. You know, be like, Barrett, you talk too much. Get out of here. Whatever, man. Awesome. So, so glad to have you. Thanks again for joining us. Hell yeah. And a boop, boop. <laughs> boop. Boop. Thanks for listening to the Culture Gooder podcast. To submit questions for the podcast, learn more about our culture, and learn how you can status the quote challenge, head over to gooder.com slash culture. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you're listening, including on YouTube, where you can now watch all of our new episodes. Who knows? You might even catch a glimpse of Carl at our headquarters if he's not already passed out at the tiki bar from all the margaritas.